Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on the roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Michelle Bell, owner and CEO of Virtual Work Wife, where they're focused on automating the entire business, not just the marketing. And they love working with coaches, wellness professionals, but also serve Fortune 500 companies and everybody in between. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Um, so can you just expand on that and tell me a bit more about, you know, who you serve and, and what it is that you actually do? Oh, we fix things and we make people happy. <laughs> That's like it. Have joy in your life, right? Have joy in your business. We 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 automate everything about a business. And it doesn't matter. Like I said, if you could be five minutes into your business, you could be 50 years into your business, you could be making a hundred dollars a month, you could be making a hundred million dollars a month. Mm. We help everyone because truly the foundation of every business's automation is the same. It doesn't matter if you are selling widgets or you're selling coaching. It doesn't matter if you're selling 7,000 units or one every month. The foundation of creating automation is the same no matter what. And when you get past that, the rest of it's easy, right? It's getting people to understand the foundational piece of of automation that that is usually the struggle. Um, They find it too hard. It's too too complicated. I don't understand. But when we explain it on that level of like every business needs the same six things and we've already built those things and we can help you build those things. Um, it all becomes a lot easier. Cool. So and then, what, what are those things? You just said these things and then you, you phrase a, tell me what we're, we're on the edge of our okay. seat And they're so simple, but it seems conceptually so hard because when you say, oh, we're going to automate your business, it's like, oh my God, are we getting robots? What's happening? Oh, what do I have to do? Am I going to have to write 77,000 emails? No, you don't have to do all that. It's not that complicated. The things that every business needs are how to connect their website to their email marketing, right? To their CRM, to a tool that's going to collect everybody, put them on a list, tag them as what kind of special unicorn they are, right? So what does every every website need to get people into a list? You need your contact us. You need something that says, hey, download my free ebook or my free worksheet, or my free something, or book a call with me. It's those basics. Every business needs those. I don't care who you are. Pepsi, if you go to their website, is going to have a contact us on it. And I guarantee you it's not going into their email box because that's the place where things go to die. (laughs) It's not where they go to get work done. And so 
think about what you're looking at in your own business right now. If your contact us is sending you an email every day, every time somebody does it, and those things are just sitting there growing weeds and not getting worked on because you're busy working with actual clients, you're missing opportunities and you're losing money. We can take those and instead of sending them to your inbox, send them into an email marketing system that automatically replies. Mm. So and that automatic reply doesn't have to be impersonal, right? It can be um, very personal. Your automation can have its own identity, its own personality. So now instead of looking like a solopreneur who's just got themselves in their business, you can look like you have a whole team, right? Give people that feeling of, oh, I'm being supported and she hears me and you're not even having to do any of that. So that's just one of the everything everybody needs. There's a few others, but if you can start there, you can just start with, how do I connect my website where people self-serve to my email marketing, where it's also self-serve, uh, you've done 50% of the work. So the, the business as a machine starts to do the, some of the work for you, starts to do some of the heavy lifting that as you know, when we all first start, we're all just like one man bands trying to sort of do everything, put on every hat, put, do every task manually. I think we soon learned that that's not the way to do it. It's not achievable. You can't continue. And also you're probably not good at it, right? Well, and it's not fun. And I think about this, how many people, so uh, you can see the little book here, it says Unstoppable Woman in Health and Wellness. That's the, the current book. But my next book coming out is, is Introverts. So if you're an introvert and you're running a business, because just because you're an introvert doesn't mean you're not also, you know, somebody who's sitting there, world domination plan, um, make a zillion dollars and have everybody work for me, right? <laughs> you know, um, we just don't, as introverts, want to be on the stage sharing and selling and doing the things. But if you're a business owner, you are going to need to be on the stage and selling things and doing all the things. Automation can do those things for you, all the things you don't like to do. A mm -hmm. lot of people will not answer those incoming contact us emails because they don't want to have that interaction with the person. Um, but if you automate that, you are still the boss and the winner, right? You actually supported that person without supporting the person, without talking to them. So if you're an introvert and you're somebody who just doesn't really want to face the public and talk, the automation can take that step for you that it can be the personality. Um, if you went to my website, my personality is all over that thing. Now you're probably going, she is not an introvert. I truly am. And most of the time, what you see of me is, is actually an avatar. I don't use my myself in my marketing. I use my avatar. She's a cute little girl. She has her own personality. And then I hired a guy uh, to work on some stuff for me. And I went, oh, everything about my business is geared towards this little girl avatar. So now we have a virtual work dude avatar because I had to make a guy. So all of these things, and there's like three or four of them, they don't, they're not real. They're not a human. There's not somebody behind that. It's just an identity that I've created through an avatar that has tasks and people who interact with that feel like there's a person there. And that's, that's something you can do. The relationship. I mean, everything that we do is about communication and relationships with ourselves, yes. with our clients, even with our business, if we personify it, which you are personifying your business through these avatars, through the automations. It yes. helps with that connection. And of course, what's the best way to get clients and 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 serve more people? Build relationships, understand yeah. them, build that communication. 
as just one person, that's really hard to do. I am one person. I can only talk to so many people in a day. And if you really don't like to talk to people, then, you know, that number is really small. But yeah. your avatars can talk to a thousand people a day, right? Think about this in terms of that. Um, somebody owes you money. Do you really want to be picking up the phone and being like, Susie, yeah, owe me money. Your last payment failed. I hate doing that. I actually used to do that for a living. I was a, uh, I repossessed cars and homes and stuff. It oh, was, oh, I'm saying, right? Can you imagine? Go, back in the 80s, actually going to people's doors, knocking on the door and going, I'm here to collect your payment, right? We don't do that anymore. Um, but if you have customers who owe you money, they're the easiest people to get money from usually instead of, you know, you can either go out and sell more people or you can try and collect that. But that mm -hmm. means making a phone call. It means sending an email. It means talking to that person about something that's really uncomfortable. Or you can automate that and you have Sally, your finance girl, handle that for you, right? Which one sounds easier? I'm going to pick up the phone and call or I'm going to send an automated message from Sally. Perfect. Systems, processes, wins all day long. Yes. And it takes all the icky out of it, right? Your customer gets an email, they pay it. You're happy. They're happy. Nobody had an uncomfortable conversation and we keep going and they maintain their customer status, which is and ideally with, what we want. As avatars, it distances yourself from that situation as well. So it's not yes. even you doing this. It's someone else. So there's no need to even have that conversation. There's no need to even broach that because it's not needed. It's taken care of. Love that. Yeah. Uh, and then you save yourself for when things absolutely have to be done by you. So customer service issues, you know, credit issues, selling issues, all of those things can be can be handled by, you know, an automation identity, mm. which just leaves you in that driver's seat of being important. Right now, when the customer gets an email from you, it's like, oh, my God, she's talking to me. Oh, what's she going to talk to me about? Oh, my God, it's amazing. She's got a special deal for me. It's coming straight from the owner. Huh, I need to buy that deal, right? Yeah. Love that. Just create that, that your persona and the, and the, the oh, it's really from her. It's really you. You have that gravitas. You have that kind of authority about it, which is beautiful to play with. So it sounds like you just, you're gamifying this. It's turning oh, it into fun. And how can I make this work for my clients, for my prospects? But more importantly, and this show is all about unforgetting yourself. It's all about you, the business owner. So how this works for you to help to help you go through the challenges and the, 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 the trouble and strife that we all go through. Well, and how much time does it save you? If you have five discovery calls that you have to follow up on, which what's following up on a discovery call? That's calling somebody and saying, hey, remember that thing we talked about that cost $6,000? Um, are you going to sign? Are you going to buy it? Ugh, that's an uncomfortable conversation too. Nobody likes to pick up the phone and ask for money. It's uncomfortable. Uh, and you already had a meeting with them and they didn't say yes right during the meeting. So now the yeses are easy. You sign them up, you get their money on the phone, credit card done. Woohoo! We're all going out to dinner tonight, right? The other ones that have to be followed up on are uncomfortable. If you have five of those you have to do every day, that's, you know, two and a half, maybe three hours to get through those. You got a couple mm. of people that owe you money. So you got to send those out. You've got, you know, people on your team that you have to deal with. You've got deliverables that you have to get to customers because they bought something and now you actually have to deliver it, right? That's a lot of work. 
that's a lot of and if you're a solopreneur if you're one person that's a lot of work on one person and that work makes business not feel fun right who wants like do you want to work five hours a day do you want to work 15 hours a day do you want to work on something that pays you i'm working with a client that pays me that time is being paid for or i'm working on stuff i have to deliver to clients that that doesn't pay or or i'm trying to get people to become clients that doesn't pay that's unpaid hours so what do you want to spend your time on what's fun and what's not meeting with customers super fun getting paid even more fun all that other stuff automate it and get it off your list so you can enjoy your work and enjoy your job and enjoy being a business owner beautiful so well put i love that it's what it's all about so let's let's go away from the automations for a second talk about you the business owner so you've gone through obviously a lot of challenges and you've overcome them and you've created this business probably from experience from i wish i had and you've built exactly what you wish you would have had when when you first started so where you're at now who is, is a mile and a half from where i started at least <laughs> Well, well, tell, me, tell me about it because you know you've 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 been given this 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 freedom thanks to the automations that you that you create and the business that you've built helps so many people to you know build their businesses. Um, yeah. What's it like for you as as the business owner of of your company? Oh, you know, it's it's probably the same as it is for everybody really you start right you start at zero and you incrementally work your way up and the whole time you're like what's the next step there's always a next step you're always moving it isn't like oh i've arrived i'm done unless you're retiring or you're dead you're not done right there's always something more to be done there's always another step there's always pushing forward growth mm -hmm. growth doesn't stop so where did I start? I started like here right now I'm about here, but I have goals to be like here, you know, so there's work to be done. Uh, if you do the work yourself, hire somebody to do it or use automation. Those are your choices, right? Mm -hmm. Hiring somebody costs money. Automating costs money, but not as much. And it's sustainable. Hiring is a constant turnover. Been there, done that. It kind of sucks. Uh, lesson learned do not hire somebody who is like yourself <laughs> if you are the genius idea person do not hire a genius idea person because all you two will do is sit around having genius ideas and nothing gets done yes you want someone actually doing the work if you're a yeah. projector if you're a generator yeah you, need to you gotta sure hire that... an implementer exactly yeah great life hack there not life yeah. hack, common sense right although if you learn nothing else from me learn that hire an implementer don't hire another genius um when i started i i i wanted to raise my kids i wanted to be there for my kids i was sick and tired of somebody else raising my kids and also i don't know if you might get this about me i really don't work well with uh, for other people <laughs> like oh you want me to do what no no thank you um I, i'll just do it my way <laughs> just let me be over here running the company the way i want to so i you know started my own company and you know, it's the early days, right? Early on in any business, you pretty much do anything that anyone asks you. Oh, you want to give me money? Yes, I will go clean your yard. Oh, you want to give me money? I will make all your phone calls. I will do all the things. So I reached a point in that of where I went, 
yeah, I'm running a business myself and I'm home with my kids, but I don't like what I'm doing. So I had to stop and, and do a little gut check, ask myself a question like, what do I really want to be doing? This has become a habit now. I do this for sure every December um, because it helps me to decide what I'm going to do in the following year. But also when I feel like I'm getting stuck or when I feel like I'm getting frustrated or when I'm just feeling like out of sorts, I will gut check and ask myself these questions. It's like, what are you, what are you doing that you love and you want to do more of? What are you doing that you hate and you never want to do again? And what's something that you wanted to do and you didn't make time for? So I can look at those things. And, and this is what I did in the beginning. I was like, okay, what do I love doing that I want to do more of? Well, that was the automation. I had been working for a customer who hired me to do their automation and realized, man, I freaking love this. This is dope, right? I want to do a lot more of this. So I, you know, I honed in on that. I crafted my skills. I made some partnerships. I did some things. I raised my prices and I started doing that. Niching is, is, is as much about niching into your craft as it is niching into your audience. Mm -hmm. So I niched in on my craft and then found my audience. Things that I don't want to do and never want to do again, that was making other people's travel plans and answering their phones. I fucking hate that shit, right? I don't want to do that anymore. And I'm not going to. And it is okay to say, I don't want to do that, right? To take that off the plate. Don't offer it anymore. If you don't like doing it, don't offer it, right? Mm -hmm. And then the thing I wanted to make time for, well, that was a trip. We did the trip. So now I still do this. I'm talking 20 years later. I started my business in 2005. 20 years later, I'm still asking myself those questions. What do I like doing that I want to do more of? Writing books. I love doing that. Being on stage. I love doing that. I want to do more of that. Well, how am I going to achieve that? What are the things I don't like? Eh, I don't like doing one-on-one -on -one so much anymore. I like doing groups. So am I transitioning how I work with clients? We're offering group programs now instead of one-on-ones. Hiring somebody to do the one-on-one -on -one work if I need to. Uh, automating more of it if I need to. You know, and remembering to raise your prices as your niche, you know, as your craft gets better, as you become more of an expert in your field, continually raise your prices, right? These are the things that you need to do. So that's the origin story to where we are now. Nice. I, I love the way you you have your own inbuilt questions. Um, a lot of the work that we do is through the inner work, understanding what is going on, where am I going, why is it happening, all that stuff. But you have your core questions that ground you and bring you back. Um, I want to add a couple more in here and, and play with you and try and do some live processing with him. Everyone at home can sort of play along as well. What do you? Yeah. What do you want? What do you want to do going forward? What have you always said you want? And more importantly, what's stopping you? There's a couple of new questions that might be really world revealing. domination. World domination. Okay, so Everybody we're going for world domination. It. Love that. What's stopping you? Well, I got to get the rest of the world to play along. That's <laughs> We have to indoctrinate everyone. Everybody has to be, get on board. If everybody just naturally assumed that I am always right, the whole world would run better. No. <laughs> on nothing. I am, I am really working hard at not letting anything stop me. Um. You know, my kids are a little bit older now. I can travel more, which means I can do more speaking engagements. I can be nice. on stages more. That was a thing I've always wanted to do, but allowed raising my kids to, to take the forefront, right? I can't really be tramping off to New York to do 
a speaking engagement if I have a kid who has to be at school at seven o'clock in the morning. Mm. But things have changed. They're a little bit older now. Now it's time to focus on the things that I want to be doing. I mean, I did find ways to pivot. And I do think that's important. Um, whatever your goal is, if there's an obstacle, you pivot around the obstacle, right? You don't just sit in front of the obstacle and cry about it. You know, that's not getting you anywhere, right? Pivot. It's okay to pivot all the time, daily, if necessary. So what, what, so, what pivots have you gone through? Um, maybe more well, recently. I mean, for... For a while, it was, you know, doing things virtually instead of being in person on stage. I mean, think of, you really think about it. I started my at-home business working as a virtual uh, assistant um, in 2005. Th that's a long time ago. That, that wasn't an industry standard to allow people to work from home. Uh, I had to make that happen. I had to mm -hmm. convince people that I could actually do the job and better if you let me do it my way and from my home. Now it's a little bit more accepted, but I, I think even COVID pushed that, you know, forward even more where people were like, oh yeah, I guess it really is possible to let our employees work from home, to, to let people start their own businesses as contractors and offer the product versus being an employee. Oh yeah, different uh, world right now. Absolutely. Right. And, and I think all of the work that I did leading up to that actually set me in a good place to to show people how, because I mean, the first thing that happened when everybody got sent home was I got 50,000 phone calls from my friends going, how have you been doing this all this time? How have you been working from home? How are you making money? How do I do this? And it actually pushed me out of my comfort zone of just sitting in my home and doing my work and minding my business mm -hmm. to being, let me show you how to being in, in the forefront and, and, and getting up and speaking more to people. And then I was like, oh, I remember this girl. She loves being on the stage. She loves being in front of people. Yeah. She's taken a backseat to kid raising for a while, right? So now we're back. you got to find yourself again. You got to, got to find yeah. your, your, your core being and un yeah. unleash her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we're, we're taking all the stages. Um, uh, you know, it's the what am I doing now to push forward and to push through is I have 12 summits lined up one every month for the rest of the year. I have three more books coming out this month, two, two this month, one next month, and one in March. Um, it's taking the leadership role instead of taking the backseat, looking at looking forward and helping people move their businesses forward is more than just being the consultant that they hire. It's, mm. it's more than, it, it's more there's more, there's more. We can move the dial for an entire industry, not just one person. It's creating strategic partnerships with companies instead of just coming and doing a job and leaving. It's coming and doing the job, looking at that job and going, how can you and I work together to propel this forward in your industry and make more people happy and make our businesses grow and make their businesses grow um, as a result of that? So this is the so, year of more for you. It is definitely the year of more. More sure. books, more appearances, more partnerships, books. which yes. ultimately all of that combined is more value, more helping, helping others to start, grow. And so they, by association, help more people without, without killing themselves and killing their team members and yeah. actually enjoying the work that they do. 
I think that's a big message too. Just joy. There should be joy. I mean, if you started a company, you didn't do it because you wanted to be unhappy, right? You probably did it because you were already unhappy and you wanted to be happy. Joy in your business, joy in the work that you do is okay. And mm -hmm. I think there's a little bit of a, uh, I think we're still getting over that stigma of work is work, right? Work doesn't have to just be work. Work can be fun. Everything, <laughs> I'm going to go back to this one. It is okay to say no, right? So when I meet with a new client, um, if they can't handle all of this, right, this volume, this chaos, because this is the level we're at on a normal day. Imagine when I'm excited. Um, if you can't handle this, we can't work together. And that's okay, because there's another contractor or consultant out there somewhere who's right for you, but we are not a good fit. And it's okay to say no, 100% okay to say no, if you don't feel the, the right vibe. I, this is the environment I want to have. I want work should be fun. We should enjoy our time together. You are not just a client. You are a partner. I treat my clients like partners. I do not treat them like transactions. Um, and this is why I have clients who have stayed with me for 15 years, right? Um, we create an environment where they're part of, we're part of each other's lives and we enjoy the time together and we make money. And that is a great thing, right? If that's the environment you want to have, make that environment. Choose the right clients who can fit that environment. If you are stuffy and uptight and work should be work and we don't communicate and, you know, that's the way I like it. Cool. You build that. Do what makes you happy. Because if that's your happy place, being rigid and, and closed off, be rigid and closed off. If that makes you happy. If yeah, you are like me and you're like, do it. Doing what's right for you. That's that is music yes. to my ears because yeah. our, our whole one of our values is all about it is about growing, but it's about enjoying your success that you found. Yes. It's about falling in love with your business again. You know, finding that when we first started, you may have been had a dream, you've gone off track and things come into play and it gets hard and you kind of lose yourself along the way. But it's falling in love and enjoying it. That is kind of the point so i love your your angle on that and how you help people to actually achieve that you have to work to keep the excitement right i mean when you started the business it was exciting it was thrilling right it's scary as hell oh my god how am i going to do this right Ugh. um but it's exhilarating and you have to work at growth and you have to work at um strategies to continue to have that feeling right because if you don't, mm. then it stagnates and then you start feeling unhappy. I'm unhappy with my business. I'm unhappy with my work. I'm unsatisfied. What do you need to do to fix that, to change that? Um, how can you change that through, through who you're working with, how you're working, through implementing teams or automation, right? There are lots of ways that you can change that, but the point is to change it. You need to be happy in what you're doing and you need to feel fulfilled in what you're doing. Otherwise, what's the point of doing it? That is a great message. Hey, Michelle, look, thank you so, so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and be so excited and, and sharing what you, know, what you do, what it actually means, what it's all about and how it does have such an impact. So, hey, Michelle, if people want to find out more about you, where can, where can they find you? My website, virtualworkwife.com has everything about me. Uh, also, michellebell.com. Uh, branding always have your branding everywhere <laughs> like everything you do it's your name it's your company name put that everywhere let people know how to find you my social media at virtual work wife 
Notice the trend there. It's all branded the same way. Um, let people know who you are and how to find you all the time. Beautiful. Michelle, thanks again. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.